Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Here's your impeachment phone call right here for Joe Biden. He knew. And once you understand what he knew and when he knew it, it'll drop your jaw. Further cementing the idea that none of this is an accident in Afghanistan. Here's what happened. Biden officials, Saki, Biden, all the close spies in the White House, been running around saying, well, nobody could have known the Taliban would take over. Nobody did. Well, our intel agencies didn't take kindly to that. Used to be they'd only break the law to leak a Trump classified phone conversation. But we just saw it first here, y'all. They just leaked one of Biden's, broke the law to do it. They're beyond the law, so no need to worry about that. Yep, and they actually did it to Biden. They leaked a transcript. Why would our intel agencies do this? Somebody leaked this. To show the world that Biden knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Afghanistan would fall to the Taliban and that it was falling to the Taliban. That doesn't make the transcript of this July 23rd phone call between Biden and then-Afghan President Ashraf Ghani any less shocking. Reuters broke this overnight, and it turns out that Ghani was desperate. We needed to provide air cover for the troops or they'd scatter. Why? Because the Taliban was already taking territory. And Ghani flat out tells Biden that the Taliban is taking over the country. What does Biden do? Tells him to lie. Biden tells him he needs to, quote, project a different picture of the fight against the Taliban, meaning even as demented and feeble as Joe Biden is, he knew. He knew well enough, had enough of a grasp of what was going on to tell Ashraf Ghani to lie. Here's Lindsey Graham, a longtime good friend of Joe Biden, calling him a liar. A shocking turnaround for Graham, if you understand these two men's history. This is last night on Hannity. You hit on something really important here. Remember on July the 8th when President Biden was asked, well, will this be Vietnam where the Afghan army collapses? He says, no, this is not going to be Saigon. You're not going to have a Saigon moment. The Afghan military is going to fight and they're going to be effective. At the same time, he was telling the public it won't be a Saigon. Uh, He's talking to Ghani knowing that it could be a Saigon. So they're lying through their teeth. But this is part of the puzzle you don't know about, but I'm going to help you fill it in next week. Dude, 
Do you know what that means? It means they knew it was falling. They could have put the date off. They could have immediately started evacuating at least the Americans, but they didn't. Instead, Biden tells him, project a different picture. Don't tell anybody. When he knew, he knew it gets worse. Remember, this is the second time Biden was told. On July 14, the Biden administration received a urgent plea from 21 of its diplomats in the Kabul embassy saying the same thing. The country was falling to the Taliban that we either needed to up our air power backing or begin emergency evacuations of Americans. They put it in writing. They were frantic. In fact, the same Kabul embassy staff would later end up trapped for a while in Afghanistan. Biden was told a second time, in other words, and he did nothing. They kept it on the down low, meaning this was no accident. So let's put it all together now. I know I've told you this before, but let's go back to June. When Bloomberg reported at the G7 summit in Cornwall, Joe Biden tells our G7 allies, France, Germany, the UK, all of them, don't worry. We're going to leave enough of a residual force on the ground. You don't have to evac your people. You don't have to evac your allies. It's good. It'll be great. He turns from the podium, looks right at Prime Minister of of Britain, Boris Johnson, and specifically tells him, leave your UK Kabul embassy open. He tells him to leave it open. It'll be okay. It wasn't okay. We later left in the middle of the night. Why did all this happen? Why did Biden tell then Afghan President Ashraf Ghani to lie? To project a different picture. Why do we mislead our allies so they all get stuck there? One simple reason. It's very logical, actually. Because if our allies had gotten any idea we were going to bug out in the middle of the night, if Ashraf Ghani had told the world the truth, what would have happened? Probably immediate, massive response on the behalf of... Of our other G7 partners. In other words, they would have gone in and stabilized the country. It would not have been hard to do. There were only 2,500 troops, U.S. troops, in the country, period. Leading an Afghan fighting force, a highly effective one, of 300,000 from the air. Any of our allies could have done it. They could have kept the Taliban from taking control. That's why we kept it such a secret, to give the Taliban the chance to gain the upper hand. Oh, by the way, while we're still shipping in record amounts of military hardware and equipment, so much so it got the attention, remember, of Reuters, who asked Lloyd Austin, who heads the Pentagon, back in July, why are you sending all this equipment in? It's so weird because y'all are leaving, right? He said, well, we need to make sure everybody's equipped. They already knew at the time those shipments were going, the country was falling. Now, with all that in mind, contemplate with me again the final horror as the pieces of this puzzle fall into place. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Around the 1st of August, at that meeting with the Taliban in Doha, General McKenzie, a a true traitor who should be in handcuffs and a cell right now, sits down in Doha with the Taliban, knowing we haven't gotten the Americans out, much less our Afghan allies, which has been the plan the whole time for the Biden administration. Joe sat on this for a good six weeks, making sure nobody knew it would damn our American compatriots and our allies to being stuck in Afghanistan, all of it, to provide time for the Taliban to take over. And then the final crowning glory of evil, General Kenneth McKenzie sits down around the 1st of August in Doha with the Taliban leaders, as reported by the Washington Post. And what does he do? He cuts the deadline, August 31st. Again, they offered us Kabul. They said, here, have the airport, have Kabul, you know, do your exit. We want you gone and be out. He says, no, no, you take Kabul. You, the Taliban, you do the security. And we'll, we'll do the August 31st deadline. All of this agreed to by the Biden administration, understand, knowing they have not only not lifted a finger to get the Americans and others out, that that was a part of the plan. You can't look at it any other way. This is not incompetence anymore. Not when we have that transcript to that phone call. This is deliberate. This is Biden saying, lie for me. Lie for me. Now, why would Ashraf Ghani lie for Joe Biden? Because he was desperate. He needed our air power. Folks, you got to understand something about the Afghan army, 300,000 strong, right? These guys were a formidable fighting force, willing to take casualties for their country. How many casualties? 300,000 of them had been fighting since 2010. 50,000 had died. These guys were willing to fight and die to put the Taliban down. So when you look at why would Ashraf Ghani do what Biden wants, because you can see it right there in the transcript. He's begging for the air cover. These guys were specifically trained to fight with U.S. air cover, and we could do it relatively cheaply. We did much of it with drones. We weren't. This wasn't a forever war. They were fighting. We were supplying the air supply, the the, the air power. They weren't trained. They weren't trained to fight otherwise. Folks, this is how an army of seventy thousand Taliban, with about fifteen thousand additional terrorists that had fled into the country in the in, in the weeks as the territory uh, began to fall to the Taliban. So about eighty five thousand fighting force of Taliban was able to defeat a three hundred thousand strong army. It was deliberate. With even limp-wristed Lindsey Graham calling his ex-friend, I assume now. Biden a liar and demanding his impeachment. Lindsey Graham, y'all. Limp as they come in the wrist, let me tell you. You'd think 
there'd be an overwhelming call by Republicans. If the parties were reversed, the Democrats would have impeached the Republican president by now, and rightfully so for a change. How many Republicans have called for impeachment, do you know, as of today? 20. 20, that's it. 20 Republicans. And the Republican leader in the House, the number one ranking Republican, Kevin McCarthy, has hemmed and hawed about it. Folks, if this transcript does not get to Republicans to impeach, or at least because they lack the votes, obviously, go loudly on the record calling for impeachment, they're as bad as Biden. Meanwhile, Biden, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, I literally predicted this yesterday on my show. I wish I'd predicted it on the podcast. I predicted yesterday morning that the Biden administration would try to get their Taliban army the $9 billion in aid that we were holding for the Afghan government that has since fallen. I predicted that on the show yesterday. By yesterday afternoon, I kid you not, Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor to, to Biden, was on TV floating the idea of the Taliban getting aid. It's unbelievable but they have to do it look you can give them 60 or make sure 62 billion dollars worth of military equipment falls into their hands but if they don't have the money to maintain it and they don't have the money to feed their army the caliphate will collapse they need the money right now they'll get some from china don't get me wrong but not on that scale i knew the white house would be desperate to get their taliban army that money and i wasn't wrong here's sullivan yesterday Talking to an incredulous, wish you could see his face, but this is a podcast, George Stephanopoulos, trying to weasel his way into getting them the money somehow. I'll translate what he actually means here in a minute. You say we're going to work with the Taliban. Does that include the prospect of giving them aid? Well, first of all, we do believe that there is an important dimension of humanitarian assistance that should go directly to the people of Afghanistan. They need help with respect to health and food aid and other forms of subsistence, and we do intend to continue that. Secondly, when it comes to our economic and development assistance relationship with the Taliban, that will be about the Taliban's actions. It will be about whether they follow through on their commitments, their commitments to safe passage for Americans and Afghan allies, their commitment to not allow Afghanistan to be uh, a, a base from which terrorists can attack the United States or any other country. Their commitments with respect to upholding their international obligations. It's going to be up to them. And, and we will wait and see by their actions how we end up responding uh, in terms of the economic and development assistance. So long- oh, my gosh. He didn't say no. OK, let me tell you what he's doing here. He's floating that. See how that goes over. And here's what else he's doing there. Keep in mind, as he's saying this, literally the news is breaking from Fox News. The Taliban is going door to door conducting executions. Okay, they've already executed the famous folk singer. They've executed the poor teenage girl for not wearing the burqa. We know they're going door to door. There's video of it all over Twitter. So they they don't care how the Taliban behave. They, They do not care. Executions of thousands and tens of thousands will not stop them from getting the money in the hands of the Taliban. They got to get it there. They're going to do it in one of two ways. They'll either release it to the government, which is the Taliban, or they'll give it to a Taliban affiliated NGO, allegedly for the people, and it'll go right into the army. There ain't no way those people are getting a dime of that $9 billion. 
Or the third way they'll do it, mark my words, we'll come back, I'm going to be right about this. They will pass it through a Pakistani organization. Understand the Taliban is a Pakistani terror group. They're fundamentally Pakistani. But one of those three ways, Jake Sullivan, the Democrats, and the Biden administration will get that money to the Taliban. Speaking of which, they're already planning for it. Did you see what Nancy Pelosi did? Holy cow, folks. If you had any doubt that leaving Americans behind deliberately was a Democrat policy or that any of this was pre-planned, all you need to know is this. Remember how I told you yesterday that last week the Democrats blocked a Republican bill that would have extended the evacuation deadline so we could get Americans out? They blocked it. Well, similar bill was blocked again yesterday by the Democrats. This one would have mandated by law that we get all the Americans out and we not stop till we did. But you know what else this bill would have done? It would have barred Biden and his administration from giving that $9 billion in aid to the Taliban or to Taliban-affiliated groups. Again, the Democrats voted it down. Keep your eye on the ball. You know what else it did? It kept Biden from cutting secret deals with the Taliban, too. Any deal cut with them would have to be publicly disclosed. It gets even worse. You know what else Nancy Pelosi blocked yesterday? A Republican move to simply read the names of our 13 brave Marines and soldiers on the floor of the House. Blocked. What's my biggest fear with the Taliban in charge of Afghanistan? Pakistan. Pakistan also has its own Taliban. In fact, it used billions in U.S. aid to fund the Taliban in Afghanistan. They're very tightly linked. During the Obama administration, the Taliban had conquered over half the country and was just and had made it to just miles outside the Pakistani capital, Islamabad. The fear here, the risk, there's a ton of support among the Pakistani people for the Taliban. And with Afghanistan turned into a world training camp now for terrorists. Uh, Far beyond, and it will quickly grow this way, what it was before 9-11. My biggest fear is that the Taliban realize the goal they've always had and never hidden. To capture and control the whole region, including a nuclear-armed Pakistan. With terrorists streaming in from all over the world to train in Afghanistan, the odds that a massive cross-border Pakistani and Afghan Taliban army form and take power from the moderates well they say they're moderates in control in Pakistan now it's decent we could have a nuclear armed Taliban controlled swath that stretches from Kashmir all the way down to and through Afghanistan that is not out of the realm of possibility the monster they've created here is a horror and we now know They created it on purpose. For what ultimate purpose? We'll find out. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.